0: Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Soundscape Vietnam, a podcast highlighting the music makers and influencers from the north to the south. My name is Jeremy, and I'm your host. Today, we're joined by Maggie Tra, a writer, DJ, and the founder of Hanoi Community Radio, an online-based community radio station here in Vietnam. She is also the founder of a all-female DJ collective called Fa The Girls. Maggie, how are you?
1: Hey, good. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. Uh, So you're in the UK, right?
1: I am at the minute, yeah. I just left Vietnam about a month ago.
0: Okay, and Mm -hmm. what are you up to in in the UK?
1: Basically, things were just getting a bit tough in Hanoi, to be honest. And you know Mm. how things were a bit uncertain and we just weren't sure really what to do. Um, so we thought we'll just kind of go away for a little bit and come back to Vietnam when things are a bit better.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it, if I'm not mistaken, your accent sounds Australian. I am. An Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm
1: also waiting to go back to Australia because <laughs> things are not open yet. So they're not doing so well, but I'm going to go there in December, which is great. It's good. News. Okay. Fingers crossed. So, so are you mm-hmm.
0: originally from Australia?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah my partner's from England so that's why we're here
0: okay and Mm -hmm. how long did you live in Vietnam
1: I was there for about two and a half years but I Mm. first got to Vietnam like five years ago basically my dad's Vietnamese and my mom's Cambodian so my Mm -hmm. dad's family is in Vietnam Um, so yeah, I just went every year, stayed there for like a month and then I finally just decided, look, I should just kind of live here. So then, yeah, the last stint was about two and a half years.
0: Okay. And, Mm -hmm. And how did you find life in Vietnam compared to home in Australia?
1: Oh, I love it. I love living in Vietnam. It's a very simple kind of way of life and I guess appreciating every day. Whereas you kind of come back to the Western world, like we hear now in England and it's very, there's a lot of pressure on everyone in everyday life and they get quite stressed, you know? Mm. Um, not that I'm saying local people don't as well in Vietnam, but they do know how to appreciate their life and, and value it in that kind of sense.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I, I that's been my experience too. Like just simple things exactly. maybe, maybe mean more here than they do in our home countries Mm -hmm. um so your musical background then um are you from a musical family or how did how did your kind of love of music start
1: yeah, so I have a journalism background, actually. Mm-hmm. So I first started in journalism and then I just created a music blog because I kind of got a bit bored of business journalism. That's what I was kind of doing. And then when I started that blog, it's been like 10 years ago now, um, I started meeting all the musicians that I love and networking and I guess connecting with people and that brought my, what I do full-time is music PR, so public relations, and Mm. I do that online and and remotely. So that's kind of what got me traveling and kind of staying in Vietnam. Um, So yeah, no musical parents, uh, just kind of fell in love with it and kind of stayed in the background for quite a few years, to be honest.
0: Okay. Well, did you have any friends who influenced you to kind of move into this world? of music
1: yeah definitely i think once i started doing music journalism i started meeting more creatives um and they kind of Hmm. made me feel like it is quite possible to you know not only just earn a living in the music industry but to to be involved in it if you're passionate enough about it Um, so yeah i've got loads of friends who who are now in the music industry yeah
0: okay cool yeah so i want to ask you about being a DJ um -hmm. when did you first become interested in DJing so it sounds like you went from writing about music Mm -hmm. to being actively involved in creating and and playing music for other people
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I think once I kind of got confident in myself in terms of the music industry and and knowing it a bit more inside out so it took like I've been doing it for like three years now um, but in the beginning, like for the first year, I wasn't taking it very seriously. <laughs> I was just like, if I, you know, played, I played, if I didn't, I didn't. Um, mm. and then yeah, the last two years I kind of took it a bit more seriously and pushed myself a lot more and got more gigs and practiced. Yeah.
0: And how did you initially learn those kind of DJ skills?
1: Yeah, so I had a lot of friends who were DJs. Um, so they literally gave me like one lesson and was just like this does this and this does that and it's like now you go and I was just like okay <laughs> so that was it yeah
0: it whenever I see the like DJ controlling board it it looks so intimidating to yeah me. it um, is
1: definitely the first time you're just like what is going on
0: yeah there's so many buttons and mm-hmm. thi- things that move around <laughs> but but i I guess it's something that you if you spend enough time you could learn
1: exactly
0: uh on your own and then also like youtube and stuff like that
1: definitely yeah and then just practice to be honest and and for me it's just that confidence of trying you know and then if you try you're like oh wow that does actually sound good you know Mm. so trial and error practicing and, and everything gets a little bit better
0: and do you have any genres that you incorporate more frequently than others in your mm-hmm. sets?
1: Yeah, so I mostly play, like, hip-hop, soul, R&B, and mm-hmm. then I play disco, and in particular, like, Afro disco, and a lot of music from all- around the world, really. Um, okay. the kind of the influences in music that I kind of play. I try and play a few Asian artists as well.
0: I always wonder, w- with DJs, are you guys just, like, constantly listening – to different music because I, I mean there's there's so much music in the world especially I know.
1: especially yeah. now it's
0: like how the hell do you choose what yeah. you want to play?
1: Yeah, I guess you have like a particular style and a particular sound that you like, um, and maybe for me anyway it's either before a gig or when I've got a bit of time it's called digging. So we go music digging. And sometimes you'd be searching for an hour and not feel inspired at all, and not like any of the tracks that you found. So you kind of just have to leave it, and then mm. like another day you'll try again, and then you'll get in the groove and find one really good song to then leads to another really good one, and then those are the days where it's like, okay, that's good.
0: Okay, you so know, it balances it hit out. Miss. Yeah, it's a yeah, hit yeah. Miss.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and are there any musicians or DJs themselves that inspire you in in your output?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of them are just my friends that I kind of grew up with, or the ones in Hanoi that I kind of watch, you know, like Circular and um, Just Hilda within Ziling as well was really good. Um, but yeah, I'm all about the local DJs than I am for like mainstreamy. you know, mm-hmm. kind of more undergroundy I guess but I really just like anyone who tries their best you know DJing is not really an easy thing and I think sometimes we forget that we are performing in front of people like for me mm. I was just like oh I'm just playing music it's you know but at the end of the day people are watching you and watching your every move and, and kind of like what you're doing um so yeah mm-hmm.
0: that segues very nicely into my next question <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I <laughs> I want to ask you, do you think that DJing doesn't get as much respect from the public as Mm -hmm. traditional kind of music performance?
1: I think things have changed, to be honest. And I do think DJs are getting the recognition more a lot now, to be honest. Mm. Um, Because I actually was in London a couple of days ago and I met up with my friend and he was... He's like a session player, you know, he goes on tour with like Adele and, you know, Rihanna and quite a few famous artists. And he's like, you know what, DJs have got it the best. They just get booked. It's just one person. They just bring their headphones and a USB and that's yeah. it. Like no one has to, do, like, there's no middleman, there's no other bands that you have to pay. Yeah. Um, so when he said it in that way, it is kind of true, you know, and for that kind of setup, and it is just us, it is getting a lot more recognition for sure.
0: I I guess that would kind of depend on what exactly you're doing, because there Mm -hmm. are people who call themselves DJs who just show up Mm -hmm. with like, you know, songs that are pre-set on a Mm -hmm. playlist and then don't do any adjustments or Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. during the set. Um, And that reminds me of like wedding DJs in America. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They they don't really do much. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're a bit different, I guess, because they're performing to to families and stuff, which don't really notice too much, you know.
0: Right, right, but but then I think the now what's more common that you see like in clubs and festivals and stuff, like there's actually a lot going on.
1: Mm-hmm. There's more engagement, and yeah. I think DJs who are using microphones now. Are becoming more like you know MCs slash DJs, which kind of changes the whole performance. Or you can do hybrid sets, so you can produce music at the same time as DJing. That's also you know something that's highly recognized at the minute,
0: right? Like adding sounds and exactly maybe yeah. singing a line or mm. or like rapping a quick line and then yeah, adding that exactly, which yeah. just
1: adds into so much element. But in terms of DJing, it is you're listening to not only outside but you're listening to the headphones inside as well you know and then yeah all the crowd is super noisy there's just so many <laughs> elements yeah
0: <laughs> right and you got to you, you got to feel what what the crowd is enjoying <laughs> exactly. or or not yeah. enjoying mm-hmm. just based yeah. on that exactly so w- when you are performing um mm-hmm. a set what do you enjoy most about that live atmosphere and mm-hmm. and being up on the stage
1: yeah I just like people dancing and smiling. It doesn't even matter if it's just like one person or two people or whatever. I'd rather that than sometimes in Hanoi, people are just sitting there or just watching you, Um, (laughs) you know. But then afterwards, they'll say that they really enjoyed the performance. But I do do love that aspect of maybe even someone coming up afterwards and like thanking me for Mm. playing, you know, just because sometimes it can just be background music or people don't really understand what you're doing. Um, So, yeah, when you get those kind of comments and people dancing, it's just a small thing. you're like, okay, yeah, this was fun.
0: Mm. Mm. And and do you have any funny story or, like, memorable experience from um, DJing live?
1: Yeah. I mean, I have, like, a funny one that I did in Hanoi. It was just, like, a cocktail bar. Mm. And um, nobody danced or anything. It was just all a disco set, you know. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'm not even sure if anyone really likes this. And at the end, that owner came up to me. She's like, oh, everyone loved it. Like, and I was like, really? Like, how can you tell? <laughs> and she's like, oh, because everyone left when you stopped playing. And uh. then she ended up messaging me like a bit later. And she was like, oh, yeah, someone actually called the other day and asked if you were going to be playing again this week. So I thought that was really cute. Like that's just not something that happens, you know, that someone right. calls a venue and goes, Oh yeah, is that DJ playing again this way? <laughs> like yeah. in particular a phone call, I guess, you know? But yeah, right. I thought that was sweet. It was a good memory.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I mm-hmm. I mean I, I think I'm one of those people where I would be <laughs> like, I would be like nodding my head. And, yeah and, and appreciating you, it.
1: Yeah. You wouldn't
0: you wouldn't know that I was enjoying it because yeah. I was just, <laughs> I'd like, I look mean, over not if and... your head
1: is still good. <laughs> they weren't even doing that. They were just like sitting there. So Right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now I want to ask you about your DJ collective mm-hmm. um, for the girls. Mm-hmm. W- and you ha- have a documentary coming yes. out on mm-hmm. Friday, right? This Friday? Mm-hmm.
1: This Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, can you tell me a little bit about the group and then also about the documentary?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So about like two years ago, I mean, the main reason why I came back to Vietnam was to try and do this really, was to teach women or non-binary people how to DJ or just kind of make it known that as an Asian woman, you can succeed in the music industry or the creative music industry as Mm. I feel like there's not a lot of Asian women in the industries. Um, and particularly just having Asian parents because they don't really understand... Um, if you want to do arts or music or anything like that, um, they're not so supportive. Mm. So I started that and then I just started doing introductions and teaching women how to DJ and then started those for the girls. And then a few of them end up actually continuing to DJ. So then we started the collective for the girls and we just started playing at venues and things like that in Hanoi and yeah everyone was really supportive the venues the people and the girls like even if they just wanted to try it they were more than willing to just try you know Mm. um so I guess kind of like learning that part of it because you know I grew up Asian but I was still born in Australia you know Mm. both my parents are Asian but in that kind of way we still connected in a sense that we had the same thoughts you know growing up and like whether this can even be viable as a career you know which mm. um, in a lot of Asian countries and that's what we kind of find out in the documentary is that a lot of parents don't want us to really do it you know my mum would prefer me to work at a bank than you know me working online from home like she just mm-hmm. doesn't really kind of understand that concept and a lot of girls in Vietnam feel the same way Mm. So it kind of addresses these kind of issues and and me introducing it to Vietnam and the reactions, the experiences from the girls as well, and, yeah, especially from the local girls, how can we change it, you know, to see more Asian women performing and DJing and things like that because there isn't many in Vietnam. Um, so, yeah, we kind of address those kind of issues.
0: Were, were the girls that are part of the collective did they get much resistance from their family when when they said like I want to be a DJ or I want to try to be a DJ
1: I think they don't get any resistance but then they don't get any support either if that makes sense right so it's kind of 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 like a neutral yeah kind of thing they're not going to be like you shouldn't be doing that but I think what we took away from it is they do think like girls shouldn't be out late at night. You know, there's still mm. that kind of, uh, mentality, but you don't have to DJ at night, right? You can DJ during the day, um, at, you know, at a cafe or something. It's not,
0: that's right.
1: not kind of necessary. Um, so yeah, but for the girls, is kind of like a mix group, you know, with locals and expats as well or people who have lived in Vietnam for several years. Um, right so yeah so it's been quite nice because personally we interviewed people who did the introduction but didn't go further um and you know some of them are in the art industry you know and some of them are accountants and things like that and um what we learned is that further girls kind of bridged the gap between music and the art scene and it just brought different kinds of people together Uh, whether they wanted to take it professionally or not, they still had something kind of in common, which was Mm. quite cool. Mm -hmm.
0: And with the documentary, was that all filmed in Hanoi? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All
1: filmed in Hanoi. We had a few issues with like lockdowns and stuff like that. and um, But we managed to have some live footage of us performing. And yeah, so that was good.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. And is the collective continuing... While yes. you're while you're not yeah.
1: there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're still well, hopefully when things things are getting a bit better in Hanoi, but the clubs and bars are not open yet. So they're still there and I'm sure when things are better, they're gonna continue on without me.
0: And how many people would you say are involved right now? Just like a, a guess if there's you not are exact like number.
1: Actively play. I mean, the group itself with the girls who actually tried playing is about twenty. Oh wow! Um, but there's not many local girls. There's only a few of them. Mm. Um, but that's before COVID. There were so many Vietnamese girls interested. But I think when COVID kind of happens, uh, the reality changed for quite a lot of people, you know. So they couldn't mm. kind of, for me anyway, I think they couldn't spend the time on something like this because it's something that does take time. You know, DJing is not something that just happens straight away.
0: Right, and I guess it's not cheap either
1: mm-hmm. because
0: of because of the equipment. So yeah,
1: exactly. So yeah, my equipment is still there, and they're more than welcome to use that in Hanoi as well, which is
0: good. Right. Well, mm-hmm. that that sounds really cool. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I I have noticed from some places I've been, from like high end hotel bars, like five star mm-hmm. hotel bars, to clubs, mm-hmm. there are often. Uh, Asian women I don't know exactly mm-hmm. if they're Vietnamese but mm-hmm. I've, I've seen Asian women in in different mm-hmm. places um but I, I feel like there's kind of this thought that mm-hmm. they aren't necessarily using like DJ skills they're kind mm-hmm. of just pretending
1: yeah uh, so that's yeah another thing that kind of comes up in Vietnam is a lot of the women DJs are called sexy DJs you mm. know um and i got into like a grab bike one day and the guy was like what do you do and i'm like oh yeah a dj and he looked at me and she was like oh you don't look like a dj and i was like almost offended because it's kind of <laughs> like saying i'm not attractive enough to <laughs> be a right. dj but there's also that stigma as well and that's also why a lot of vietnamese women don't do it because of this kind of conflict yeah
0: right and, yeah mm-hmm. and, and I, I i'm sure that's hard to change in mm-hmm. yeah in people's sure. minds yeah because i mean if you if you look at famous artists of any kinds, mm-hmm. usually they're attractive so mm-hmm. it's like well, yeah. why why does that have to yeah be a negative stereotype
1: exactly well that's kind of how i feel as well and then i also feel like props to them you know what i mean they're still... I mean, it's not something that I can do, but I feel like if they're, they're still putting on a show, you know, so they, they mm. are performing, but just in kind of like a different way. And if they can right. do it, then that's that's amazing. You know, that's still, I feel like a plus, but at the same time, that's kind of what the Vietnamese women kind of address. Like you don't want to be seen um, as that. And then they also think they can't be it because they're not classed as like sexy or whatever as well, unfortunately.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And with with these kind of gender views in Vietnam, do you mm-hmm. think it is improving overall in mm-hmm. society? Like since you first came to Vietnam or from your experiences mm-hmm. being Vietnamese in mm-hmm. general,
1: mm-hmm. do you
0: think that is improving here?
1: Yeah, it's definitely improving, I feel like. I mean, sometimes I would even get comments on what I was wearing and things like that. And and. I think the big difference for me is like I come from quite a privileged country where I can kind of shut people down. You know what I mean? Like mm. I have that confidence in myself to be like, hey, that's not okay. You shouldn't be, you know, saying that about me. Or that's, you know, say sorry because that's messed up. Mm. Um, there is quite a lot of defending that you have to do, and I think a lot of car- a lot of people in Vietnam, especially women, don't have that. Um, and they shouldn't have to, you know, they shouldn't have to justify themselves all the time. Um, so I'd say it definitely is getting better and yes, they still kind of have to care about how they dress, but if they're good, they're good and they'll get booked and people Mm. just overlook it. But unfortunately it is the first thing that they kind of think of, but it is better. It's definitely getting better.
0: Okay. Well, that's Mm -hmm. good. I I feel like it's kind of a pioneering sort of sort of time
1: yeah it's not I think that's something I used to get quite frustrated about as well you know I'm just like oh what's going on am I even doing anything like what am I doing you know and and sometimes the girls would get a gig and the venue owner be like oh they were crap or they were not good and blah blah just like we live in Vietnam and it's a place where people can grow right so mm. if you give these girls a chance to play live because you can only get better if you play live you don't get good playing at home and practicing to yourself it's just not right. how it goes um then they will get better but if you don't create that supportive environment they're not going to you know they're not going to build the confidence they're not going to find that support then they're not going to get better so yeah i feel like oh i was really good with it sometimes but there was a lot of ego, I think, and there's a lot of male DJs, so hmm. it can it can be like a bit of a conflict as well.
0: Yeah, uh, ego is definitely. There's no shortage of that in <laughs> in, uh, in in the in the arts and inter- entertainment yeah. industry. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah,
0: I've I've found that my my band can get gigs by yeah. just not not being assholes and. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, know. That, I know that can help I mean. you i <laughs> know <laughs> i played a gig one time and this guy was just like oh my god people like you know so many people people came to see you i'm like i'm a nice person <laughs> I was like, people come to see me because i'm kind
0: so, right <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so now i want to talk about hanoi community radio mm-hmm. um you are also the founder of that. You're the founder mm-hmm. of so many, so many things. <laughs> just those <missed you. laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us what exactly Hanoi Community Radio is? And then mm-hmm. um, what, what was your initial idea behind that? Why did you want to start it?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so we only just launched that really this year in like March or April. And it's been something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. But I just knew it was going to take a long time. Like... I had to invest quite a lot of my time to kind of get this to work. Mm. Um, And my kind of plan behind it was being just a DJ in the music kind of industry. We weren't really connecting with anyone else. You know, it's kind of like a little bubble. We don't really know the live scene bands or we don't really know the art scene we just kind of mm. know other DJs, you know, and that's kind of it. You kind of get into this. It's almost like a cult, you know. It's almost like this group and, <laughs> again, the egos and then, you know, a bit of toxic kind of energy, you know, which is kind of not really what I'm about, you know. I play for fun and it's not my life, you know. I've got other things mm. going on. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to create like an online platform that was going to bridge everyone together you know like the art scene with the music and uh djs together with other people as well and kind of build this sense of community which i find doesn't really exist um in hanoi because everyone's just so separated and in their cliques you know hanoi has like a million collectives it's just ridiculous (laughs) um so i was just like i wanted to create something to bridge everyone together and then also to give something back, you know, and, um, cause I was doing for the girls, that was only for women and non-binary people. So it was quite, you know, specific. Mm. Whereas Hanoi Community Radio allows me to kind of bring everyone together. Um, and yeah, it's been nice. It's been fun.
0: Do you think there are, are any like specific factors within the culture of Vietnam that, that makes, the art and music scenes so cliquish as, as you just said
1: mm-hmm. like
0: is there any reasoning maybe you can identify why it's like that
1: yeah I mean I was also trying to figure that out myself when I was living there you know because I guess I kind of knew the art world a little bit and I was just like why are we so separate so I kind of just asked a few people and I think with art there's more of a status. You know, like as an artist, you've kind of built this kind of reputation for yourself. Mm. And then in the music industry, it's like anything kind of goes, you know, you can just try to be a DJ and then you get better and, and, you know, you get play gigs and stuff like that. But you don't have to be a certain kind of status or come from a certain background. Um, Not to say that there's no independent artists, um, but it is of a different Kinds of environment if that makes sense mm. um so yeah different class as well i notice you know a lot of the people were artists that i knew who were local and who were vietnamese came from wealth um whereas djs and stuff like that you don't have to necessarily you know you just everyday kind of musician who wants to give something a go so there's that kind of thing as well and most artists just kind of keep to themselves DJs, and then also they go out during the day and djs go out at night <laughs> <So> <laughs> it wasn't until lockdown and covid till all the djs saw each other during the day um yeah. so yeah i think different lifestyles for sure um and different priorities
0: you touched on an interesting point that i hadn't really considered before um that money can be a a big barrier mm-hmm. an entry barrier to being a dj or or doing music or doing mm-hmm. fine art or something like that mm-hmm. in vietnam because sure. first the materials are expensive and mm-hmm. then um to really get like a high quality education in those things That's is also life. exorbitantly mm-hmm. expensive and there aren't many like free kind of, of groups for that
1: mm-hmm Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like I acknowledge my privilege to even be able to go there and do these things, you know, and Mm. um, have the equipment that I had to teach, you know, people how to DJ. And that was one of the big things that we figured out as well. Like the, the girls can't afford to have that equipment at home, you know, to practice at home. Um, and even though like when I first started, I also didn't really have anything or I had something quite small, you know, that was a couple of hundred, like $200 or something. I can acknowledge that not everyone in Vietnam can afford that, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, for them to have a space where they can, and even just like venues are willing to let you use, you know, it doesn't need to be someone teaching them or anything, um, before I started the workshops, I just did it at a bar and the bar was willing to let me use their space. Mm. Um, so yeah, it is unfortunately like a connection thing. Um, but if you go out and you meet people like they're more than welcome, I think to let you use their things and, and practice. Um, so yeah, if you really want it, honestly, even me, like I didn't have CDJs, which is like the equipment that they have in clubs. Mm. I just went and performed and then I got better that way because So I, I also not- couldn't afford it
0: yeah right mm-hmm. so I've noticed that you you do offer training for mm-hmm. radio show yeah. mm-hmm. presenters and DJing mm-hmm. um so I guess ac- accessibility mm-hmm. to uh to learn these skills and exactly is work the in these formats important. yeah yeah it's like a big part of what yeah. what you want to do with the yeah. station
1: exactly but it's just like nobody was really doing that you know nobody was allowing people to just kind of use their space unless you knew hmm. the person personally you know um so yeah they, that was also the main thing of just like teaching people how to do podcasts or so if they could use these kind of radio presenter skills to then do something else that was the main reason to start the station as well because i know a few friends who do podcasts but not so many right
0: yeah i don't think podcasts are super common Mm -hmm. uh yeah (laughs) um yeah that's that's one reason why i decided to do a music podcast Mm -hmm. because there's not really an english-speaking like music podcast specifically Mm -hmm.
1: um definitely
0: so that's one reason why i i love your whole uh idea of this community for doing very different things because i've seen that there's a lot of different types of content yeah. on hanoi community radio mm-hmm. like everything yeah. from jazz to hip-hop mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. uh people talking about random <laughs> subjects yeah. like oh, no, I and some very yeah. very creative names as well um, yeah Props yeah. to the people who came up with those names
1: because
0: <laughs> yeah. they're, they're pretty yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of the journey, isn't it? Like nobody kind of thought that they could do one and we've just been kind of like training them up and helping them and, and kind of guiding them through it. But obviously they're doing all the work themselves. Um, mm. And that's kind of what I wanted. Like a lot of online radio is just DJs. And I was just like, look, we're not doing that. Like We are going to have DJs, obviously um but I really want it to be like quite diverse and have podcasts and talks and and things like that to kind of mix it up a little bit
0: yeah I I think that's more interactive Mm -hmm. with listeners rather than just hearing someone be like okay that song was blah blah blah. the (laughs) the next song you know that's like that's been been (laughs) done for forever so
1: exactly yeah exactly yeah, and some and, of it is in Vietnamese, which I love. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. what they get a, a bit confused about. I was like, can we do it in English or can we do it in Vietnamese? I'm like, do it in whatever language you feel comfortable with.
0: Yeah, uh, make it Swahili, whatever you want to yeah. do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And because there's a lot of new content, it seems like, coming out all the time, mm-hmm. um, has there been any difficulty from authorities or have you encountered anything from authorities mm-hmm. about like what you're doing?
1: Um No, we haven't had any issues. We do okay. obviously give like guidelines to people and tell them to, um, you know, kind of steer away from anything political, you know, mm. and, and things like that. Obviously have the freedom to express themselves in a certain way, but we do try to give them guidelines of what they can kind of talk about and what's not going to be okay you know just just in the love of their community um to express themselves but yeah not we don't delve into politics so I think that gets us gets us out of it yeah (laughs) yeah
0: that 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 would would be risky (laughs) yeah
1: we're not like a new we don't have any news kind of things we have like feminism talks and you know things like that but nothing too intense so we haven't had any issues yet Mm -hmm.
0: okay that's good yeah i was Mm -hmm. i was just i was just wondering about that because i know that Mm -hmm. um a lot of events or groups suddenly Mm -hmm. get a call from someone and yeah then are like hey what are you got what are you doing
1: yeah exactly uh, yeah no I'll be trying and kind of keep it friendly and then keep it you know positive so right fingers crossed not yet mm-hmm.
0: so I my, my experience with radio stations <laughs> in Vietnam is very little because even mm-hmm. though I've taken like so many grab car rides yeah um the drivers usually don't listen to the radio. They usually have their own music or it's just mm-hmm. silent. Mm-hmm. So it is radio very popular in Vietnam in general, or is it kind of being replaced completely by online formats and like streaming music?
1: Yeah, I think traditionally like the older generation still listen to it because that's where they get all their news and, and kind of information. Right. But I think the younger generation is strictly on YouTube. Like, all the time, like all the time. So Mm. it was a no-brainer to kind of have something online um, because that's just where everyone's kind of spending most of their time, you know, especially with COVID and stuff. Um, I do feel like the younger generation of Vietnam are constantly online, you know.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, so it's definitely shifted. I don't think they really listen to radio so much either, but they don't even really listen to podcasts, to be honest um right they do listen to spotify a lot so the main thing i like was youtube and spotify um and then mixcloud is what they use sometimes as well and soundcloud
0: mm. mm-hmm. so mixcloud you can you can upload like uh something that was a live show right and mm-hmm. then yeah but you can, can upload listen back to it
1: yeah everything basically like mixes interviews um, they're also doing like live broadcasting and stuff like that. I had a meeting mm. with them actually the other week, but when I first met them, they asked me what Viner House was because <laughs> Viner House is one of their biggest, you know, shows that everyone listens to and they they don't know what Vina House is or what it means and I couldn't really explain it either <laughs> but, <laughs> but they've got like 30, 40,000 plays you know these Vietnamese young DJs actually that some of us probably have never even heard of um right. playing Vina House so they're definitely using platforms um I think they just don't advertise it as much. Interesting. Hmm.
0: Yeah, Vina House. I'd be like, well, don't, well, go to <laughs> go to a, a street that has some sketchy bars and yeah. a lot of street food, and, yeah. then ha- and then just go listen to whatever they're playing. And exactly. That's, that's, House. that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: it. And it's crazy. It's become such a big culture as well. Um, yeah, I, that's yeah. news to me. I have no idea. <laughs> I know we're yet to get a Vina House show, but I do want one. But nobody's put their hands up yet.
0: <laughs> Hoping for the Vina House on <laughs> HCR at some point.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so before we go to the next segment, is there is there anything else you want to mention about Hanoi Community Radio? Uh,
1: we're always looking for presenters. So if anyone's ever keen to kind of get involved, um, we offer training. And now we've just got a new space, which is good. So, I mean, cause of COVID, everyone was re- recording from home anyway. Um, mm. uh, but now that we've got a new space, we can yeah get more people in and get them using the equipment and yeah, if anyone wants to join, just get in touch with us.
0: Okay, cool. And mm-hmm. I will print links for yeah. that in the awesome. show description. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're going to go to what I call quick fire mm-hmm. and this is 10 questions, okay. either or answers. So I give you two options. Okay. You just choose one thing. No context, no explanation, just choose and we'll go to the next question. Okay. Okay. So, first one. This is quick fire with Maggie. Number one, bun cha or pho hanoi?
1: Ah, uh, pho hanoi.
0: Okay. Egg coffee or milk coffee?
1: Oh, egg coffee, for sure.
0: Purple or red? Purple. Miss a deadline or miss a close friend's birthday? Uh, miss a, a
1: friend's birthday.
0: Oh, <laughs> sorry to all of Maggie's friends. You've, you've been cut. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Party in the club or party on the beach? Uh,
1: beach. Yeah.
0: Autumn or spring?
1: ah autumn autumn
0: classical art or modern art
1: modern Mm -hmm.
0: phone call or text
1: text
0: (laughs) (laughs) same passenger or driver
1: oh that depends that depends but i'll say passenger because that's what i was in vietnam a lot
0: (laughs) okay and last one (laughs) Be famous or be rich? Uh,
1: be rich.
0: Okay. Yeah. No explanations. That's quick fire with 90. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So now I want to ask you about um, your goals hmm. for all the different things you're involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yourself as an artist, personally. Mm-hmm. What are some of your Key like short term goals and mm-hmm. long term goals.
1: Okay, so short term for HCR would be to kind of get more presenters in, you know, and a long term would be to get it running 24 um, 7 without me so much involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for further girls, short term would be be to do more workshops and to have more gigs for the girls to perform mm. long term would be i've only just started producing music so long term i'd love to teach how to produce music so okay. i can teach more women how to produce music and get more female producers out there that's the long term goal i'm not in the capacity to teach them now And for myself, uh, hmm, that's a tough one. I kind of feel like I always have like a million things. (laughs) Um, Short term would be to just have a month doing nothing because I feel like I don't know how to do that. Even Mm. though I feel like I don't really do much, but I haven't had a time where I'm not online, you know, Mm. not answering questions or helping people um so that would be a short term goal if that was to ever happen so i don't know if that ever will uh long term i would love to start like uh, some sort of festival long term whether it's like uh further girls you know or female non-binary kind of festival or mm-hmm. uh hcr one or something i don't know It'd be a long okay goal. Hmm.
0: cool i think mm-hmm. those are all great great goals <laughs>
1: Thinking about the future, bloody
0: hell. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to think about sometimes.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And now as we near the end here, do you want to give any shout-outs to anyone or or mention any specific projects? I mentioned the documentary, which is Mm -hmm. coming out on Friday. Um, anything else?
1: Yeah, so next week I'm gonna be running workshops in London actually. And then the week after in Liverpool, which is awesome. Um, thinking to maybe be able to take it to Berlin and Portugal. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I'll be doing a few more for the girls workshops for anyone who's around. Um, yeah, got the documentary coming this Friday, which is awesome. And then we're going to do a HCR launch finally because we keep getting locked down. Um, we're going to try and plan that for November. So that'll be something to to kind of look forward to. We're going to do it in Hanoi and we're going to have some like live bands and um, some DJs as well. So maybe you can come up if you're allowed by them. Oh, yeah, that sounds
0: sounds really cool. (laughs) (laughs) If they let me on the plane. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um,
0: That sounds really cool. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And then to thank Dean and Hilda because they've been taking over Hanoi Community Radio Um, we had our radio coordinator kind of quit on us last minute and they've been just picking up the pieces and helping me out so much. And then Max Mason, my partner, he edited and kind of helps me with the sounds for the documentary, um, sound engineering for it. So I'd like to thank them as well.
0: Okay, cool. (laughs) So shout out to all of them. Yeah. Um, and there we have it that's another episode of soundscape vietnam thank you maggie for joining us today and thank you also for your work in helping grow the independent music community in vietnam and it sounds like also elsewhere Mm -hmm. um check the description to find links to hanoi community radio for the girls uh and um related projects And if you enjoy this episode, please like and subscribe for future content. Thanks for listening. Signing off. This is Jeremy. Have a great day, everyone. And thank you again, Maggie.
1: Thank you.